Hi, greetings, fellow geeks, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Broadcast, a podcast where three broads discuss everything and anything geeky. I am your host, Lauren, and with me, as always, on this geeky journey are two of my closest friends. First up, Christina, what's going on? Happy New Year. Yay, Happy New Year. Woo. It's going to be the best year ever. 2022 is already off to a roaring start for us in the United States. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. And as always, Katie, what's going on? Hello and greetings. How are we feeling? Happy New Year. <laughs> we survived another. I like to we say we are in season three. This is what I like to say. We're in season three of covid this isn't what even the like... fuck is happening <laughs> yeah but yeah. how many seasons are we getting is this like the final yeah. season what Here's the thing. i don't need i don't need six seasons in a movie of this show i don't right. think Thank we need you. to renew no, no. i no. i think the show should get canceled right away already <laughs> i think omni's a bitch i think everybody should get behind vax and everybody should uh you know do that that's just my my thoughts on uh season four heading into season four of COVID. Anyway, Geek Broadcast kids, we're going to talk about geeky stuff. <laughs> Not the world that we are currently living in. Okay, so today we're going to have some fun because we started this podcast uh, a year ago, almost, close to, and we started watching Marvel shows. And that has been our pretty much our gig through the first year. We've had some other, obviously, fun episodes. Most of our content has been MCU related. So we're going to wrap up 2021 in 2022. We're going to talk about the last few MCU things. That would be Hawkeye and that would be No Way Home. So if you haven't watched either of these, spoiler kids, we're giving you a warning. If you haven't watched it. Go watch it, come back, listen to us, and enjoy. Because we're going to have some fun talking about those two MCU events. So let's start with Hawkeye first. Because Hawkeye was a show that I didn't think I needed, but I'm really glad we got. It was the perfect MC, like perfect way to kind of wrap up MCU television on Disney+. Plus. Like it was perfect. The Christmas vibe of it, everything. The finale was amazing. The characters that they brought into the show were awesome. So let's go overall thoughts, everybody, on Hawkeye. And what do we expect? Do we get another season of it? What do we think? Christina, I'll start with you. What do you got, Hawkeye? Hawkeye was fun. I feel like we kind of are saying goodbye to Clint. Um, A little bit, right? Yeah, a little little bit. bit, right? Which is okay. Um, I think that's just the path we're on. Hawkeye was fun, though. All the stuff with Yelena, Kate, um, having Kingpin. By the way, spoilers. Um, all the it was it was fun, and I think you're right. I think like Christmas time in New York made it super fun too. They played it right. They thought through when are we when are we showing this. Um, so I thought it made a lot of sense. It played well with humor, so it was fun to watch. It was, you had like intense moments, but not really. I didn't really have any moment where I was like, oh, this is so intense. I can't believe this is happening. Like we did in the other shows. I don't think we had any of those real statement moments like we had in our other shows either. 
Um, it was just like a fun, easy watching Marvel show that introduced us to some new characters, not new, but to our current MCU new characters and built upon the ones that we already had. And so it was a good transitional fun thing, fun piece. Hundred percent agree. Like I think it did a really good job of kind of wrapping up our TV of MCU and Disney Plus. Like they played the angle of Christmas really well. Like you're saying, Christina. I think a hundred percent. And I liked how this show wasn't like it had stakes, but it wasn't big stakes, right? Like, like maybe most of our MCU events or even the, I think what the TV shows have done well overall is they have stakes, but they're in kind of a contained, they're in this containment show, like in their shows. So I like the stakes that we got in Hawkeye and the characters we got. I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio's back as Kingpin. How freaking amazing is that, kids? If you haven't watched Daredevil, I finally finished it. It's a freaking amazing show, and that really shows, I think, what D'Onofrio can do with this character. And hopefully they give him more of a leeway to do that, but obviously Daredevil on Netflix was a completely different type of like show as far as what they were allowed to do. I don't think they would get away with anything they did <laughs> on Disney+, Plus, but maybe he can teeter that line. But yeah, I think the show really was a spectacular, like just a a nice way to wrap up the MCU, like with with the vibe of Christmas and everything like that. It was amazing, amazing, amazing. And I think again, a lot of stuff I think is gonna shoot off from this show, a hundred percent, I think. And maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Katie, your overall thoughts on Hawkeye overall, what'd you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. And I enjoyed, you know, as as we've all said, um, just that it was easy breezy, beautiful, right? You just kind of you just kind of let it happen to you. You didn't have to think too much. Like you said, Lauren, the stakes weren't as, you know, scary. Um, and I I really liked that it served as a bit of a vehicle to introduce new characters. You know, we've got Echo now shooting off. We've got Yelena and all of the possibilities for her moving forward. Of, of course, we've got Kate Bishop and all of the possibilities for her moving forward. Um, Vinny D for Kingpin. My, my Christmas wish was answered, you know? <laughs> like, we've, we've uh, yeah, we, there was a lot to like about it. Um, it was back to the core roots of, of Marvel and the fun, fun, shoot em up, blast them with really cool tech and really cool uh, special effects. And it was, it was fun. It was a fun ride. I loved how it was really underground kind of marvel right guys like cd marvel my favorite marvel <laughs> right i mean it's very kind of obviously not the way like daredevil or even um i'm starting to watch jessica jones like that type of like nitty-gritty stuff you're gonna love jessica jones you're it's interesting i like her the show is yeah. really kind of out there but i'm I'm digging it i am digging yeah. it i just I just finished season one so yeah you want to talk about like not getting away with stuff on disney plus jessica oh, jones definitely yeah. not no, no, no way, no way. You need the grown up the grown up parental permissions for that one. Yeah, that would definitely be a straight to Hulu type situation. But I think what Hawkeye did was kind of introduce everybody to that underground world that I think a lot of 
comic books and obviously like fans of MCU, that, I mean, that's what we're used to, right? We're used to this kind of underground with kind of Hawkeye. Even like you look at Spider-Man, we'll, we'll talk about Spider-Man deals with a lot of kind of underground New York type of stuff in his stories. You know, it's not always with the Avengers and like world events. Like it's kind of like he's he's in New York, man. He's trying to save New York, just like a lot of these other characters do in their shows. So I loved how that's where they kind of kept it in this kind of undergroundy kind of showing us that other side of the MCU that we haven't seen yet. Right. Cause we're so used to like big stakes, right? Big stakes, like big Thanos is coming or age of Ultron type of stuff. Now we're getting into those little shows and I a hundred percent agree. I didn't know, like when they said we were doing an echo show, I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. I don't know who that character is. Now I'm like, I need that show right now. Like, obviously Kingpin's coming back, right, Christina, on that show? Don't you think that's where he's going to come back? Yeah, we're getting Kingpin back there. And I think we're going to see some of the characters transfer over as well because we have to we have to think about, you know, Laura Barton, right? Like, where is she going to tie in now? That's a really good point because now she is – Assumingly, we figure out in Hawkeye that she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, which is really funny because that's what Tony Stark said in Age of Ultron. She must be an agent. And they were like, yep, she is. And she was under Agent 19, which in the comics is known as, uh, is it Mocking... Mockingbird? Mockingbird. So I kind of like that, that she, like the the name Mockingbird is more of a title is not just like hers you know it's kind of like like hawkeye hawkeye is now just i think a title that's getting passed down to kate so that's kind of cool and honestly i think the the thing the best thing besides echo because i think I, I a i love that actress she was amazing and i love that character so so much but i think one of the best aspects of the show was literally yelena and katie's relationship i want a you know yelena katie uh buddy up cop show like give it to me like i would watch that show a hundred percent because i love uh florence i love 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 Haley. though two they're so good together those scenes that they did together were so hilarious you you could tell they had fun like that is something i hope they explore down the road like i just don't want this to be the only spot like Give me more of those two. You know, Katie, I mean, what do you think about other spots we'll see other characters? I mean, Echo Echo series seems to be really, really big, I think, for those spots, you know? Yeah, I mean, we could see all of those tracksuit mafia guys in there again, you know? Even the ones That's that have passed. I mean, is it do we know if that is a um is it going to be a continue? Is it where is it gonna lie in the timeline? Is it gonna be a prequel? Right, we don't know. A, That's the point. See? Cause I mean there there's a lot of ways they could go with that. Um because even her dad was a really um he he was a really compelling character, I thought. And it would be cool to kind of explore the tracksuit mafia gang and like learn how she has a prosthetic foot and like learn how you know how did all this stuff what's her what's her story what's your what's your story babe i want to (laughs) know yeah i i'm excited like i said you know this was a vehicle for introducing new characters and, and new plot lines and another um speaking of titles that you know don't belong to one character necessarily 
Black Widow. That's still floating yes, around. Good point. good point. You know, I mean, is is that going to be Yelena? Are we going to, is that what they're going to do? Or are we going to have, you know, is she going to have a new title too? That's another question that remains to be, remains to be seen. But yeah, I, I'm excited. It's got me excited for Echo, obviously. And then just the way that they're going to use Daredevil again, potentially. I mean, not to not to get ahead of ourselves, but we saw him in, <laughs> in no yep. way home, you know, maybe yep. where else is he going to show up? That's a really good point. I mean, I think having that cameo in no way home, which we'll, we'll, we'll dive deep into it a little bit, but yeah, having that cameo sets up a lot of possibilities where he could show up. Echo could be a spot. I think she Hulk could be a spot. I mean, any, any of these kind of new shows coming in, maybe outside of, um, moon Knight, he could he could possibly show up for sure because he's a lawyer so again who's all of our heroes need lawyers apparently so like he could show up anytime any place so i think that's a really good call on that for sure so yeah to, to wrap up hawkeye though I, I think it was a great show i think they did a wonderful job with i think passing the torch from jeremy to Haley. I wonder if we will see Clint still like maybe hanging around, maybe kind of semi-retired, but maybe helping out with the West coast Avengers. If they do something like that, or just being a mentor to Kate and things of that nature. Obviously I love the healing that he got with Yelena and obviously Nat, you know, that whole history, like that was really cool for them to kind of wrap up. I, I, I loved what they did with this show. I mean, I really did. I, I'll be interested to see if they do another season. I don't see another season of Hawkeye, but maybe a season of Kate and Yelena or Kate as Hawkeye. Who knows? I mean, she could pop up in Echo too. I mean, like you said, like you guys both said, they could, we could all, we could see these characters again in Echo for sure, depending on where they go with the timeline. hundred percent. Final thoughts, Christina, anything on Hawkeye you want to say? I just think if we're going to go Mockingbird, where's that going to pull into? Like, they don't lay that in there just to introduce characters and then have you find out that that's who she was, that they're not going to do something with it. You know, there's other vehicles they could have used to uh, get to where they got to without the watch type thing. They were just introducing characters, so I'm wondering where we're going to see that into play. I don't think we get, like, another full season I think that was a one-timer um, of Clint as Hawkeye. 100% agree. Yeah, 100% agree. Katie, final thoughts on Hawkeye? Anything you want to bring up or anything? No, we covered it. It was a it was a fun show. It was a nice, um, just a nice moment all the way around. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see what new uh, spider webs it branches off into. <laughs> Because she's a segue. Like that segue? Great like segue. I'm, I'm, really <laughs> proud of you. I'm really proud of you. So let's go into our neighborhood friendly Spider-Man. No way home, kids. Could that be the movie event of the year? It probably was. It was amazing. It's already made over like 1.3 billion. I'm pretty sure at this at this moment, probably more as I'm talking. It's an amazing movie. They did an amazing job for what they wanted to do and set out to do with this particular film. Um, us three have talked about it. We talked about the yeah, trailer. That was a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was 
I mean, it was the bomb, right? It was the bomb, but it also bombed. But it also had technical difficulties. <laughs> this is very true. We tried to record Jamie it. Fox showed up and ruined it. Ah, <laughs> wow. Wow. Fair, but wow. But yeah, we did try to do another No Way Home conversation, but didn't work out with technical difficulties. But that's why we're kind of smashing everything in today. So with No Way Home... I mean, I really can't say much that, like, I I loved that movie. Like, I loved it from beginning to end. I thought they did a wonderful job with what they set up. We talked about this before as far as what we thought was going to happen when we watched the trailers and just knowing things. It all came to fruition, pretty much. I mean, we got all three Spider-Men. We got Toby, we got Andrew, and Tom all together fighting bad guys, and it was amazing the cameo of charlie cox like katie brought up earlier as daredevil again nice surprise if you didn't know already heading into it as i knew because of the leaks and stuff if you stayed away from leaks that was probably a very wonderful cameo and a very great surprise to see during that film i think what they did with the villains was interesting it all made sense in the end you know you can nitpick stuff but you know what why 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 bother it's it is what it is they did a wonderful job in i think completing tom holland's spider-man first trilogy because there's already talks about they're gonna do more so they really did a wonderful job and i like how they changed it up to not the usual spider-man kind of trilogy or movies that we have seen right like this was kind of a very, very big coming of age, like wrap up of the homecoming trilogy is what they're calling it. You know, like he we saw him basically just in high school, you know, in in previous movies, we see him kind of grow up in each movie. This one, he stayed in kind of the same age, you know, age range. So it was nice to kind of have that type of story told. It's a wonderful piece of cinema. I mean, we'll we're, we'll dive. We'll talk about it. Christina, what was your thoughts on No Way Home, your initial reaction after you got out of the theater? It was the best Spider-Man movie there's been. Um, we already know that I hate Toby, so. Um, but it was the best <laughs> Spider-Man movie there's ever been, um, in my opinion. But, yeah, I think it was well done. I think it was well done visually. We've We spent two hours talking about it, guys, so we have a lot to say, and we probably could do it again. Um but it was one of those movies that I was not in a rowdy cinema. I was in a very small little theater. Um, and I went at like 6 o'clock, 5.45, something like that. So it wasn't the big crowds yet either um, on opening day. But it was fun. And there was a buzz. And there was a little guy behind me that was jumping up and down and screaming and he was the only one, but that's what made it even more fun was watching this little kid do this. Um, I think that we saw Tom Holland as Spider-Man. We saw Peter Parker go from spider boy to Spider-Man. And that's what this, this movie did. And like you said, this is the closing of his high school trilogy before we move into his adult life. And now he's living life very differently with no one than what he was used to. And so he he's in a world with no one, um, but he's still himself to the core. And so there's so many things and, and scenes in that movie and little 
Easter eggs throughout that movie that were so important and are going to be important going forward. And it's interesting to see what they're going to do with it. You know, what are we going to do with the fact that all of a sudden Ned has powers he didn't know he had? Um, so I think it's going to get fun. It's going to get interesting. And that movie was, yeah, the perfect wrap up in a great way to bring back our two previous Spider-Man and, you know, kind of give them the send off and help with some closure of both their stories, too, that they didn't truly have. It gave them closure as characters. So I thought it was a great movie. Um, in my top three movies from the MCU, I think, at this point. That's a good call. I I don't I wouldn't disagree. I think it's up there for me for sure. I already pre-ordered it for digital. So like I'm ready to watch it whenever that <laughs> uploads because there's just so many moments that I think you just like as a Spider-Man fan like us three are like it, it's stuff that like we thought we we might see right it's things that we wish we would like see and they gave it to us they gave us all three together kicking ass in like working together the funny like co- uh, comedic beats with those three was amazing and I'm sorry, but for me, Andrew Garfield stole the show when he entered the movie. Like, I was enamored with him once he started, like, his... It was just like he just went right back to being Peter Parker. Like, it was so amazing. I'm so glad more people, it seems like, are really appreciating him as Spider-Man. Because I know he got a lot of crap back in the day when they did the Amazing Spider-Man movies. And that sucked because he really loved being peter parker like he that was he was very very similar to tom holland where like peter parker like spider-man was a big was a big character like favorite of his so like he put his heart and soul into those movies and you see that in those movies like as much as i love toby like toby's a good spider spider-man peter parker whatever my i mean i will say andrew for me is a better spider-man than i think toby was i think maybe toby's a good peter but i think what andrew did with being peter was really cool and like different and that's why i really loved him like as peter parker in spider-man like it's just he does such a good job with his characters and he's just he's just awesome like he's an awesome guy and you just root for him so I loved every every minute that he was on screen, for sure. I loved it. Katie, what about you? Your thoughts, feelings as you watched that movie? Yeah, it was a wild ride. It was a lot of fun. Um, I know we referenced last time we spoke about this that it could be a theme park ride. And um, it, it really was like that in a lot of ways. We, yeah, I, our theater was packed it was excited. Um, they, they, you know, reacted at all the right moments. Um, it was, it was fun to be in there with a whole bunch of people who were obviously Spider-Man fans and Marvel fans and, uh, were reacting for all of the cameos and all of the, all of the meme moments and the, <laughs> the <laughs> I'm something of a scientist myself got a really, <laughs> really big laugh. I, I, I still, I still love that. That was, that was wonderful. But um, yeah, you know, they, they really let the, the, the banter between the Spider-Men was my favorite. And I, they really let both of those former Spider-Men like really shine. 
Andrew more so, but they really let them shine and, and really let them, you know, fold themselves really easily into our Peter Parker's story. So that, um, that, that was really special to watch and, yeah, it's top five for me. I haven't really revisited my um, <laughs> my Marvel rankings. Not that I like pay attention to that, but <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. It's no, I have yeah. yeah, I mean, there were some Endgame level moments in that movie for sure. Um, you know, just 100%. crowd reaction wise, 100%. and like my reaction wise, that there was lots of fist pumping and lots of lots of tears. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. I love the way they they did everything, and again, I mean they're they're leaving us open for more um, more to come. Yeah, and I think what I really loved too was, you know, because obviously Toby's and Andrew's movies, you know, their first movies oh start very similar, like a typical Spider Man story does, right? He gets bit by a spider, his uncle Ben dies great power, great responsibility, all that jazz, right, in the first movie. So that pushes pushes those characters into the Spider-Man that they become, right? The beautiful thing they did with Tom Holland's is that they did this in the third freaking movie. So, like, just like Chrissy said earlier, he went from Spider-Boy, because he really was. He was, he was a boy, you know, that is obviously very smart, and because of Tony Stark... He had some really dope tech and everything like that, right? This movie basically was like, yeah, we know he he started out that way, but now, now he is legitly Spider-Man. Like, he is the guy that is going to go around in New York City saving people, beating up bad guys, and, like, making the city safe. Like, that is who he's going to be now. And I love that they did that moment with May in this movie instead of Uncle Ben, right? It was perfect. I mean, Marissa Tomei, a wonderful job in that scene. Like, those two, that scene. I'm telling you what, man. If you didn't think Tom Holland could act, not that I never did, but if you didn't think he could, he has range. In that death scene of Aunt May, he had range. And it was beautiful to see. And Marissa Tomei did a wonderful job of delivering that speech to him the with the whole great power, great responsibility line. Like, that was, it was so well done. And it was just beautiful to see. And it was just that, again, that moment that usually we see in, like, you know, movie one of Spider-Man, we got in the third one. And I just, I just like how they did that. The MCU was very clever in doing that later on instead of doing it up front in like homecoming or far from home like i liked how they wrapped up the homecoming trilogy with that moment and basically pushing him into spider-man like i loved it i loved it so so much and now like christina said too he's alone he's he's legitly alone he doesn't have aunt may obviously he doesn't have uncle ben he doesn't have even happy doesn't have ned or mj like the dude's alone. Like, this is probably the loneliest Peter Parker, Spider-Man we have seen on screen, really, to be honest, right? Because Toby had Aunt May throughout the trilogy, his trilogy. Andrew had his Aunt May, you know, and they all lost, you know, they lost, they lost a lot, both Toby and Andrew's characters, but Tom's character lost the most from beginning to end. I mean, Tony Stark, 
He lost Aunt May. And now he's literally, I mean, basically he's lost everybody now. Ned, MJ, Happy, anybody that he's ever cared about is legitly gone and they don't remember him. That's insane. And he has to, just think about that as a character. He has to walk around now as Peter Parker, knowing that what he has gone through. And nobody knows that. He Nobody knows that he fought Thanos or anything. That's insane to me. So this is what that movie did. And I think it's a it's a beautiful piece of cinema. It's a beautiful Spider-Man movie. And I can't wait to see what they do. And hopefully we don't have to wait too long. I know Kevin Feige has said that, like, yes, we're doing more. Don't worry. And everything like that. And I found it interesting, too, that he did say in an interview, and I can't remember who with, but he did mention that, obviously, they did have to coerce some people to come back and do their characters. And he did say that, you know, you'd be surprised on who we had to. I personally think, and I'll get your 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 two thoughts. I think it was Toby. I think he they I think they had to really maybe pull him in more than anybody. I think Andrew, I think he was in once they told him. I really do. I feel like Andrew was like, I want my chance to 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 redeem and chance to, you know, show people that, you know, I I can do this. I think Toby was the one who was like, dude, I did three movies. I'm old you know, for like my acting age, like, I don't want to, I don't want to play Spider-Man anymore. Like I'm done. I think they really had to coerce him into showing up, but I think what they did with his character though, is so smart and making him the older, wiser Peter. Like it was perfectly done. Christina, do you think, do you think Toby would probably be the one that had to be coerced? I think that Toby was one of them for sure. Um, but I think, you know, Willem Dafoe went in there and told him, if I can't do my own stunts, I'm not doing it. And that's fair, too. That's that fair, too. Stuff, and that's a liability, by the way, because he had some physical parts, and he's not a young man. Yo, Green um, Goblin had some really good stuff, yeah. And yeah. he had some good stuff, and he is not a young person. So from an insurance and liability perspective, that costs them a little bit of money. Um, but no, I think you're right. And I think that when they told him, we don't want you playing that high schooler. We want you playing the older man. We want you at this stage in life. And I do think it, um, a lot of the scenes and different things that they did, it showed why Toby's Spider-Man was the way he was right. It gave Toby his closure. It gave Toby his moment. He could develop his anti-serum or whatever he called it. And, and he could guide them. And then you had with Andrew, he had his Gwen moment that he, he had to relive essentially. Ah, um, so good. So and good. it was so good. And he so like for his character, that wrapped that one up too. Um, but yeah, I think Andrew was like has his Spider-Man suit hanging in his hallway closet. And the minute that his phone rang, he had it on. He was just sitting there back in character, like bopping around his house. So easily too. Like it was just so seamless that he was just yeah, like, he never skipped I am Peter beat. Parker. I am the guy that you saw me in Amazing Spider-Man. It was so It makes good. me wonder if Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone broke up because he walked around the house all the time in his Spider-Man costume. <laughs> just going to put it out there. I think there's a possibility it happened. Um, because <laughs> I feel wrong. like. You're not I'm, I'm telling you, like, I don't think Emma Stone will ever listen to this podcast, but I do want her to comment confirming that for us, that she was like, bro, get off the spandex. Um, it's a possibility. I'm sorry. It is. No, it is. no but it is. I, and I think even the fact that, you know, Toby's reluctance showed when he showed, when he came in, he was in street clothes and it took a while before he was like, no, I got it. Um, so yeah, I think you're totally right. I, I think that might not have been the only character. I think we might've seen it from some of our villains 
And that's why a couple of our villains we didn't get too much physically from. We talked about that when we talked last time that we had two villains that were like, were they necessary? And from a CGI perspective, they brought some great visuals, um, but we didn't really hear or see a lot from them. They did a day's work. That's they fair. They did a day's no, work and fair. got them in. Um, so but we had a couple other villains that were like, hell yeah, I'm here and I'm ready. And like, let's do this thing. So um, I think that there's a multiple people that they could have struggled to get to bring back. So they said, hey, we're going to pay you a shit ton of money to do a day's work. Come do it. Yeah, or in I think uh, Hayden Church's, you know, uh, scenario, he probably just had to do voiceover shit. Like, and yeah, I, he's and just I, all voiceover, right? And he, then he the, phoned it in. He phoned it in from home. He did what we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, probably. And then the lizard, I honestly don't think that was that was what's his face's voice. I I think too, like the footage of them changing into into back to their like characters. I think that was all like old footage that they used. So it's not like they even showed up on set. Hayden maybe had to do some voiceover stuff for sure. But other than that, I don't think those two either. Right. You might be right. Cause they didn't, they didn't want to, or they just Hayden was like, I'll do some voice stuff. I don't, I don't give a crap anymore. Possibly. Very, very true. Can you, your thoughts on, I think we'll do Spider-Man. Like, do you think Toby was probably the one that like they had to maybe entice a little bit better? Or a little bit more than Andrew, for sure? I definitely think so. I mean, looking at his filmography, which I pulled up while we were on the show talking about it. Um, <laughs> he doesn't really, he hasn't really done a whole lot. It's been since... seven years, right? Double check me. I thought someone said it's been seven years since, since he's he been in a, in a movie. Until well, no I mean, home. he did some voiceover stuff in The Boss Baby. Okay. His last, yeah. like, big on-screen appearance, and it wasn't even really that big was he was in a film called Pawn Sacrifice about um, Bobby Fischer and chess and all that. And then The Great Gatsby was a lot like the most recent biggest movie that he was in. And that was when? When did that come out? 2013. So legitly seven years. It's yeah. It's been seven years since he was in kind of a a recognizable, I would say, um, iteration of himself. So yeah, I, I definitely think that they had to coerce him a bit. I think that they gave him the right, like you said, like you both said, you know, they gave him the right um, personality to come back to. They gave him the right, um, I would say, dialogue. You know, he, yes, he got to, yes, yes. He, both of them got to kind of counsel Peter, our Peter, in a very pivotal difficult moment his first big pivotal difficult moment um you know they 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 got to be there for him and 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 be that kind of guidance for him um you know and and would toby have come back if if that was not part of his gig i don't know i i think with enough marvel disney money maybe (laughs) maybe but um I, I think the way that they used him and the way that they that they um, showcased him, I would say, is was wise. Um, and he was certainly wise to accept the invitation, I would think, because, you know, it, it's a little bit of redemption for both of those characters. And like you said, Lauren, it's it's closure for both of those characters too. the other the other Spider-Man's um, 
Yeah, and with you know, with Lizard, with um, uh, Reese Ephens is his name, I think. Yes, yes. He is going to be in um, shoot, the new Game of Thrones, the oh, Targaryen House of Dragons. House of Dragons. Yeah, he's going to be in that. So I mean, maybe he was busy. I don't know. <laughs> no, you could be right though. You could be right because they could, he could have been, been busy. But that, um, so you got, you're probably right. Yeah, he he was definitely. You know, his character they could do in CGI in the same way that Thomas Hayden Church is Sandman. Yeah, they could do true. in CGI and they could true. make it, you know, really exciting and really fun um, without them having to say a whole heck of a lot. And thank goodness, because they sure didn't say a whole lot. But um, right. right. Yeah, I think e- it's easy money on Toby being the one that uh, that that needed a little bit of a a little bit of a poke, a little bit of a Mickey Mouse bag of money to come back maybe and i honestly think i bet tom and andrew probably like t- I-, I can only imagine this is what i'm excited for for when the movie comes out in digital is all the behind the scenes stuff like i cannot wait for those like moments of those three on set just hanging out like and and i guarantee even before like obviously they they started doing the movie like i you know those three were probably talking like hey man and maybe Andrew and, to- and, and Tom were like, Toby, come on, dude. Let's just, we're going to do it right. This is going to be a lot of fun. We can do it. It's going to be amazing. Like, I wonder if it took them too, like saying, hey, dude, we want you. It's not just they want you for the movie. They We want you with us. Don't you think, Christina? Yeah, I think I know what sold them, though. I think Toby went in and said, as long as we can do the meme, I'm down. <laughs> yes, you could be right. <laughs> That was amazing. We did get it. We did get a a, a a a a variation of the meme, and it was fantastic. It really was fantastic. Now, here's my final question before we kind of maybe wrap up on like MCU overall this past 2021. Do you see Andrew? Because I don't think Toby will come back as playing Spider-Man in any Sony production. But Andrew, I really think they are thinking hard of okay. Tom is MCU Spider-Man, right? Who can be the Sony MCU Spider-Man? Give it to freaking Andrew. Let him play that character. I think he would do an amazing job. You can already set it up in other movies, tease it, and I guarantee us fans, we would be okay because we just saw a, you know, a movie with all three in it. We'd be okay if there was a, you know, a, a Andrew Spider-Man in the, you know, Sony verse, and we still had Tom in the MCU slash Sony universe. Like it would, I'd be okay with it. I think now would be the time to do it. I think maybe when they did Amazing Spider-Man, maybe it was a little too early to to do another Spider-Man movie because it was just, you know, maybe people weren't ready for it because Toby's and it was a little too close to that third movie. Who knows? But I think now would be the time to do it. What do you think, Christina? Do you think Andrew would come back? I think Sony needs to get away from Spider-Man and let the MCU just have Spider-Man. I think Sony needs to bug off, let MCU have control of Spider-Man. Their films were mediocre. They thought Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man was a good idea. They (laughs) forgot that Spider-Man was supposed to be funny. They had an opportunity with Andrew and they ruined that. Sony just needs to let the MCU have Spider-Man and get away from it. Stick with your other bad movies. Do not mess with Spider-Man anymore. 
I mean, you're not wrong. Here's the thing with Toby, too, though. I think what MC, the this movie did was actually made him a more funny, relatable Peter Parker. Like, I think they actually gave him, they gave him lines to do that with. Whereas in Sam Raimi's movies, and nothing against those movies, because they are, they're classics, right? I mean, we grew up on those movies. They they weren't really well written, or they they weren't written to be f- like funny. And I think that's what Andrew, in my in my opinion, Andrew's movies were written really well for Peter Parker and for Spider Man because they were, I think the lines were funny. He delivered them really well. That's why I think Andrew was a really good overall Peter Parker Spider Man. And obviously Tom's they they done an amazing job. So I do. I mean, it, I see what you're saying. Sony's not going to give up. Unfortunately, we all know this. They're not going to give up. They're not going to give up Spider-Man unless Disney literally likes to break the bank in which they could, but I don't think they're going to just for one freaking character. So I, I, I still think Andrew could show up in a Sony Spider-Man verse movies where he shows up maybe in end credit scenes. I'm just saying it could happen. Katie, what about you? What do you think? Or what do you got, Christina? You got more to say? When's the last time Sony put out a decent movie? Venom? I mean, you're not wrong. Are I get it. Venom? Give MCU Venom too. Give them their catalog. Buzz off Sony. Go back to making PlayStations, TVs, cameras, things like that. We don't want you in the film industry anymore. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I get it. I get it. Katie, what about you? I mean, reboot the Discman at this point. Like, <laughs> what else? What else are they good for? Air. Right, that's all they Air. got. I'd walk around with yeah. the Discman again. I couldn't find a disc, but I'd, I'd do it. I would not walk around with a Discman again because those motherfuckers skipped like you would not believe, and I cannot. You're not <laughs> remember lying. when you'd be a kid like on the road trip or going somewhere with your parents, and you'd have your Discman, and they'd hit a bump, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, the song again." We'd be in the backseat holding the shit up, so. <laughs> Like if you had it on your lap, fuck it. Like it was gonna be skipping, bouncing with the car. Oh, kids these days don't know that. Don't get it. Kids these days, when your discman ran out of batteries, and then you had to listen to terrestrial radio in whatever bumfuck town you were in with your family, and your dad was not about to spend more money on double A's because you know what, you shouldn't listen to it so much. Tell me that wasn't your life. Conserve, conserve that conserve that we used to go take the double a's out of the remotes in the house and then we get back from make vacation and my dad have to try to turn the tv on and start cursing us we'd be like you told us we didn't know more. <laughs> that's great that's great <laughs> that's so awesome yeah um i i'm with christina i want i want mcu to fully have control of spider-man and be able to tell those stories in the way that they want to tell them this i mean <laughs> The relationship that these two studios have is so intriguing to me that they can, it's you know, insane. It's, it's insane. so weird that they can like make the Spider-Man movies and they're so fucking good. Right. And then you've got the Venom movies, which I mean, popular opinion is that, yeah, they're fine, you know, and then now we're we're coming up on Morbius coming out like which okay. got delayed as of this recording. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. April. You know, but yeah, okay, it's fine. But, you know, the the Avenger tie-ins and now how much of that are we going to see moving forward? Certainly not nearly as much because our Peter Parker has been stripped of all of that, um, those accolades and that um, that fame. 
and he's he's just kind of on it on his own. But see, I, I have a different opinion on that. But I'll, I'll stick a pin in it. Stick a pin in it. Go ahead, continue though. Okay. Well, I mean that that's that's basically it for me. Like I'm I'm excited to see what the next three are going to be for Tom Holland. Um, I just wish that it was more closely integrated with the MCU and and had you know had a little bit more of that soul and that heart that we see in the MCU. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Give me, give me a little bit more of that. No, that's fair. Now, the only reason I say to, I, I want to bring that back up, circle around, because I honestly think nothing really changes as far as Spider-Man in the MCU, right? The only thing that has changed is that nobody knows Peter is Spider-Man. Spider-Man is still technically an Avenger, as far as we, as far as we know. It's not like, fair point. it's not like that title has been stripped away from Spider-Man, right? People just don't know now Peter Parker or Spider-Man. It's literally Peter Parker has not existed up to this point, but Spider-Man has. Because that was the whole thing with him and Happy and that scene. He's like, you know, how did you know May? Through Spider-Man. Yeah, so so did I. So, like, people know of Spider-Man. They know of him because he's a hero, right? Because he was part of probably the group that saved the world, right? So that doesn't change, but again, it's still very interesting, like you say, though, Katie, like where does this leave him, though, Peter Parker-wise? Because he has no tech. He doesn't have any Stark tech. He created his own suit, which, again, I freaking love that they did that at the end, and I love his new suit. It's so awesome. I can't wait to see it more. So, again, they they really broke it down to, like, the basics of Spider-Man. Peter Parker on his own creating his own suit like that's the spider-man that we have all been accustomed to in in cartoons and comics and everything like that so it's very very cool that that's how they ended it but yeah i just wanted to say that i think i technically i think he is still an avenger but again are the avengers avengers still like we the 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 repercussions of i think this movie is really interesting in that aspect because stark was shut down stark industries so like Sorry, uh, Tony's kid and Pepper. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're probably still gonna be fine, but still, like, I don't know what they're gonna do for jobs or at least Pepper. But I, I think that's gonna have repercussions though down the road because, like, who's gonna supply the Avengers with stuff now? Is it gonna be Wakanda? Is a new industry like a new thing gonna pop up? Like Oscorp? Does that pop up now? Like. Who knows? Stuff could happen. So it's interesting that where they left it off, there is some wide, wide opening stuff. But I both agree. You know, obviously, I rather have Spider-Man a part of the MCU 100% without any ties with Sony. But if we unfortunately can't get that, and if Sony wants to play this game with, you know, the with Marvel, whatever, that's their prerogative. But I would, if I was Sony and smart, and if they could do it right, you could do a Spider-Man movie with Andrew Garfield. You could. You could do another movie. And I think he would do it. And I think it would be really, really popular. For can sure. we just agree that that's, we don't want that? Let's just, let's just agree. Because that's here's my fair. thing. Disney, I am in support. I am a frequent Disney World Epcot Animal Kingdom, uh, you name it in Florida, I love it. Visitor, right? To the point where we've discussed annual passes. Um, 
but I'm in tra- I'm, I'm in support of raising every ticket ten dollars, double the price of the Dole Whip. We're still gonna line up and get it and buy that shit fully from Sony. Throw the money at them. Get Venom. Get Spider Man. Be done. Whoever else you need to pull and get, f and do it. Spend the cash. It will pay off in the long run. That's fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. All right. So to kind of wrap up our talk uh, before we sign off, what we're going to know to do is talk about the MCU overall in 2021. So we got a lot of MCU stuff like we talked about at the very beginning. I mean, last year started with WandaVision. Then we got uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier that led to Loki that led to i believe black widow which led to then what if which led into shang chi which led into eternals hawkeye and then finally no way home that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff kids that's a lot of mcu mcu stuff so christine i'll start with you what's your overall thoughts on the mcu in 2021 did you enjoy it what were your highlights a plus stellar way to go. When we started this podcast, our goal was not to only talk about the MCU. We actually have a notebook full of ideas and Marvel just went ahead and owned us like they should Sony. Um, so <laughs> I didn't say that. Don't shut us down again, for God's sake. Um, no. So really, really well done. I mean, they're, they can't do any wrong casting nailed it every single time bringing in the characters that we need to go into our next phase nailed it i have not seen eternals yet i will wait for that to come out free i'm not paying for it on disney plus um just because i've been seeing all these memes using spongebob you guys seen those where it's like oh what we expected shang chi to be and then it's like what we got and it's like muscles on spongebob and then spongebob muscles but we thought we were gonna get with the eternals and it's like little weak spongebob so i'm like mm, maybe eternals wasn't great so I'm i actually like eternals a lot so so i'm gonna wait on that one um especially because we don't know where that ties in at this point yet from what i understand so it's kind of like just it's floating out there in midair right now um but no i think nailed it i think that the smartest thing that we did was have these series on on disney plus it brought in a whole new level of fan it deepened characters that we needed to be deepened for us that we wanted more, but we didn't want them to have a standalone movie. Um, We got the standalone movie that we should have had from the fucking beginning. God knows why did we have to wait so long for a black widow? That's absolutely ridiculous. That's a key character. She brought more to the table than a lot of these other characters did. And that's bullshit. Um, That's one thing Marvel needs to do better. Quit killing off the female characters when they're at their peak strength use them um we are three strong women sitting here talking about all of these things you have a very large untapped audience mcu because of the fact that you are not doing this um you could expand your audience greatly but overall we had some really cool character introductions people from the depths of comics books that aren't those main headliners, but we're getting them. And now it's people we're not familiar. I mean, not even, we're not even familiar with some of them. We're sitting back and doing our research and trying to figure out who the hell this person is. And I love it. And so overall Marvel dominated our year. It was not our intention for our year to be dominated by Marvel. 
whatsoever, but the first year of this podcast, that should tell you all you need to know about what Marvel did this year because a podcast with sheets full of ideas got taken over. We we couldn't talk about anything else because it's all we wanted to talk about because we liked it so much. That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, we still have a lot to obviously talk about, but I think this year just it led it into MCU talk. It really did because of when they premiered stuff, it rolled in, especially in the beginning of last year, rolled into the next series a lot. So it 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 just turned out that way. So yeah, it, this year will be really interesting, and I'll, I'll I'll ask that question at the end. But Katie, your overall MCU twenty twenty one thoughts? What did you think? Highlights? What you got? You know. Disney Plus just brings everything into a whole a whole new world, a whole new level. <laughs> you know, we've got we've got so much more to explore now with this addition of television slash streaming, whatever you want to call it, small screen entertainment. That is exciting. And I think that um Honestly, it couldn't have come at a better time when a lot of us were still in various states of home, <laughs> home quarantine, home lockdown, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, right, right. You're true. You know, and I right. mean, that's why that's why we watched as much as we did. Right. That's why Marvel, like Christina said, took over the podcast. We became a Marvel podcast without really meaning to become a Marvel podcast. And that it just it speaks to just the, the the plan that they've laid out and to the direction that they're going in the future and like I always say like just give it to me spoon feed it to me I will eat it no matter what you're going to give me and um yeah I'm 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 banging my bowl on the table like I'm ready for ready for more ready for next year or this year whatever we want to call it ready for this phase for sure and um you know ready for I think them to treat some of these characters and especially like Christina said, I I'm, was fist pumping and clapping, especially the women. I think that we've kind of seen that they're going to be better to them. I, I, I certainly hope so. I, I feel like a lot of the, the television has given me a little bit of that hope. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're in for a lot of fun stuff, I think. And um, it, it's been really fun to kind of run along with the two of you and, and bounce things off of each other and, you know, just experience it all together. And, uh, yeah, it, I've, I've loved it. I've loved it and I'm ready for what's next from, from Marvel for sure. Yeah. I, I think 2021 was definitely a year of Marvel flexing and just showing what they can do. And I think they're showing that, yeah, we're, we're going to dominate not just the box office, but the streaming. We will have you watching Disney Plus every Wednesday for whatever is new is coming in. Like, that's that's what they basically told everybody. And they have. every I think every show has done very well. It hasn't been, like, bad numbers or anything. Like, every show that they put out, people watched it. People were talking about it. My parents watched, I think, all... Yeah, they watched every single Marvel show this year. So, like, you have an audience that is going to watch that for years to come. So, they did a really good job in 2021. 
I'm excited to see what they do this year because as far as we know on the docket, all we have is uh, Multiverse of Madness. We know we're getting Ms. Marvel sometime in summer of 2022. We have a bunch of shows that we know we're supposed to be getting, but there has been no dates as far as we, as, as we're recording right now, because who knows, Twitter could be blowing up right now with, you know, information. But right now, all we have is May for Multiverse of Madness and then summer of 2022, summer of this year for Ms. Marvel. That's it. I think that's it. Maybe there might be one more in November of October, maybe. But I don't know if that's even still, I think, is it Black Panther? Wakanda Forever? So that could still be happening. But again, that that's had some production issues, uh, if you've read on that. So two things, though, for sure we know. So it's going to be interesting this year if it's more of a low-key MCU, MCU year in 2022, which I'd be fine with because 2021 was a lot. They did a lot this year. So maybe it's they can take maybe a little bit of time and you know kind of get things in order. And then, again, 2023, just blow our minds out as they did with 2021. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it was a good year, and I agree with both of you. I hope they don't screw up the female characters that they have and that they uh, are going to be introducing. Because we have She-Hulk, we have Ms. Marvel, and we have Echo. Don't screw those up. Like, please don't screw those up. Because if you do, you're going to lose a lot of audience. You really are. I think we, us three are talking about that right now. So... Yeah, I think 2022 is going to be interesting. It might be a lower key MCU year, but I think they're still going to have, you know, have a really good solid year as far as content wise. So, uh, any conspiracy theory? Yeah, go ahead, Christina. Final thoughts. Did Disney release the Rona? Honestly, like, think about it. How did Disney know to bring in this big streaming service? We're all going to be stuck at home. Marvel comes out with all this shit that they'd never done before just so happened. And this was pre-planned by the way, you don't just come up with this stuff last week. They're talking variants. They're talking biological weapons. They're talking all this crazy shit. I, in my little crazy person mind, I'm like, Walt Disney, what are you doing, bro? Like, I mean, he's dead, but you know what I'm saying? Like did Disney plan all this? And by the way, if we're going to have a slow year, maybe that's because they know we're ending our variants. That's a deep conspiracy. Hey, it's something fun. Get deep in Twitter. You'll find all kinds of that crazy shit. I mean, you're not wrong there. Twitter is full of interesting uh, rabbit holes to go down for sure. For sure. But yeah, 2022 is going to be interesting I, I for MCU anyway. I think, I think heading into 2022, I think if, if DC, if DC plays their cards right, they could own 2022. They could. Will they? No, I don't have any faith in how DC runs their shit. I'm excited as hell for the Batman. Katie knows this. Christina knows this. That movie is probably my next hyped, like, no way home level excitement. Like, I cannot wait for this movie to come out. After that, though, yeah, Multiverse of Madness for sure. Right? MCU. But after that, we have, I believe, uh, Black Adam, which is DC. 
We have, I believe the is it the is the Shazam new Shazam movie coming out this year? I know there's a couple other DC products coming out, so like it could be, it could be a DC year. I'm not putting my hopes up in it, unfortunately, but it could be if they play the cards right. It could be their year. It could be their year. Uh, Katie, final thoughts uh, of anything? You're expecting DC to play their cards right? <laughs> Katie's out there checking Twitter I mean, I for my understand. Disney conspiracy. I understand. <laughs> nah. nah, man. Nah. D- Disney More, my Marvel, Disney conspiracy. Like, my Disney yeah. conspiracy is as likely as your DC is going to own the year conspiracy. You're not wrong on that. You're not wrong on that. You're not wrong. I honestly yeah. I think your Disney conspiracy is probably more likely than the DC. I think maybe right. I think maybe it would be safe to say that the Batman can own the quarter and then everything else. Yeah, <laughs> true. Everything else. Sorry about it. It's probably going to be some kind of Disney something. But um, yeah. Hey, I- I'm ready for final thoughts. <laughs> if you guys are. Yeah, go final thoughts, Katie. What do you got? No, that's it. I have that's I have it? no more thoughts. Okay, that's it. All right. You've officially made Katie speechless. No, my brain, my brain done. (laughs) All right, kids. So that's kind of our MCU 2021 wrap up uh, recap. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. So uh, this year, we'll see what we're what we're going to talk about. I mean, I have been watching Cobra Kai. I would love to do a whole freaking podcast episodes on those. We'll discuss. We'll discuss. We'll discuss, kids. There's a lot of cool shows. Uh, coming out not just on disney so we'll see what we're gonna do but for right now that's it that's all thanks for listening christina let the good people know where they can follow you on the socials twitter and instagram at a beautiful quest well done katie where can the good people find you you can follow me on twitter and twitch at penguin katie k-a-t-y well done. And you guys can follow me, Lauren, at Laurel Knows on Twitter. And you can follow us, the Galactic Podcast. Or wow, the Galactic Podcast. That's my Star Wars podcast, kids. You can follow the Greek Broadcast at the Geek Broads Pod on Twitter. And all of our episodes are on the major platforms, Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the good stuff. So until next time, kids, stay geeky, everyone. Bye.